Well, welcome to another Tuesday. We are on episode 22 of Life Career Rewritten. And today I want to talk a little bit about a topic that has kind of been bubbling to the top over the last little bit. That's a topic that goes right along with my focus on hope with this podcast. And the topic is one of speaking life. I was really struggling last week. Episode 21, I kept it very short um, because it was a rough week. It was one of those weeks where, you know, with all the sneaker waves that I've talked about before, where it just kind of catches up with you, the whole concern about, you know, just think the loss and then financial and what am I going to do and what is, you know, what is everything, what does my future look like and so forth. So last week was a rough week. And then thankfully this weekend, I was able to take a little bit of a time out, which was a very good and useful, necessary thing for me. And my, I went with my daughter and son-in-law down to Galveston area, Houston, Galveston, went to the beach. I am definitely a beach girl. And that is one of the things that can be a little tough for me, knowing that I live this far from the beach. In fact, you know, I'm one of those that I I need that little bit of vitamin C, S-E-A, not C as in, you know, anyway. And then we had, what started all of this is a year ago, my husband and I went down to that area. And I remember looking at him going, okay, maybe I can survive this move that we've done because we're within driving distance to an ocean. And this is the first time since I was a little kid that I didn't live within like at least an hour of the beach. And I am not somebody that just has to go sit on the sand. I am someone that even when we lived in Southern California, say I had a rough day or something, I would drive a little, I would drive out of the way and drive by the ocean and just, it was just always calming to me. And I think I've talked about that before, that that's just one of my things that has helped me. And so felt a little landlocked. And now I was born in Colorado. But then I don't remember living there. I, we always, we moved up to the Pacific Northwest and lived there until 2010. But we moved there when I, I think I turned four. So we must have moved when I was three. And so I've always lived within that driving distance. And we would go to the beach a lot when I was a kid, or at least to the ocean. And I just find it very calming. And so and that was part of why I wanted to go. Because my husband and I went last year at the same time, and it was really helpful to me. Plus, I wanted to do it as kind of a memorial to him because it was one of our, it was the second to the last trip that we took. And so that's what we ended up doing. And it it worked out to go down the first day that we were there. We were just there a couple of days. And we went to the boardwalk that he and I had gone to. And that was, you know, that was kind of fun. It was very warm, like it is up here and humid. But I actually, if I'm not having to work out in it, I prefer the humidity to the dry, which I know everybody says, oh, dry heat is better. Well, it depends. I've got the kind of skin that when we have too much dry heat, you know, like my lips crack and 
and hurt and I get down there in that humidity and within like a day, everything was feeling better. So, you know, now if I was having to work outside in it, one way or the other, hot is hot. This over a hundred degree stuff is hot. I don't care which way it is. It's hot. <laughs> so, but we actually had it up in the high nineties there and then the humidity made it feel a little bit hotter, but that felt good. And that was fun. He and I had gone and taken pictures at the NASA center out just outside. We hadn't even gone in. He had some pictures that he wanted me to take pictures of him in front of the, like the rocket ship and stuff like that. And so we had done that. So we went there and then last, but certainly not least, we, when we were down there last year, we found some great Persian food, some great Persian restaurants. And that was always, for anybody that knew my husband, that was the highlight of wherever we lived. If we were somewhere with Persian food, that was good. And especially if it was good Persian food. And honestly, this was the best Persian food we had found since we moved from Los Angeles, which of course, that area is called Tarangelis because it's like little Tehran and had and was really, really good food in West LA for anyone that's familiar with that kind of thing. And so that was one of the things I wanted to do. And we flew up there and, you know, had some of the good, the good stuff that we liked. And it just was, it was nice because I had a lot of pictures. Some of my last pictures on my phone of him were there at the restaurant and at the boardwalk and, and things like that. So, I mean, there were others after that, but, but there were a lot, you know, when you go on vacation, you take a bunch of extra stuff. There was that. And then our trip that we did in September and to Florida was the last one. And so that was helpful. And one of the things that is always helpful when you do stuff like that are, are just kind of the reminders of both the good and the bad. It was funny. There were different things that I would do and, and we would talk about it, how my husband would have been like, you know, not necessarily happy about whatever it was. And my daughter was like, it would have been Susie. What are you? <laughs> and so it's good to go through those and have those memories that are both the, the ones that are really special and the ones that are like maybe even a little bit more painful. Just working through those is always good. And, you know, it, it just helps. So one of the things that had really, really hit me when I was down there was how I, I throughout this last almost year, there has just been thing after thing after thing that I have realized that I took for granted with him. And I'll tell you one message for today is stop and look around at the things that your loved ones do that you don't necessarily notice and be grateful because boy, Sometimes I just, I just didn't realize how much he did like around the house. Yard is a whole other topic. Like I have, you know, a sprinkler system that needs worked on that the pipes are broken, it, weird things like that, that you just don't even think about And Not that I'm only grateful for what he did. You know, I'm so grateful for who he was and how he loved me and, you know, the relationship that God gave us. I'm beyond grateful for all of that. But, you know, as you're, as I'm getting stuff in and out of the car and, and up and downstairs and all of that, I thought, oh my goodness, all the things that he used to just do for me. 
and not that the kids didn't help, but I was up early on the day that we were going to check out. And, and so I got things down in the past. He'd be the one, okay, let's get it all out there and out to the car and have it all taken care of. And, and just things like that. That was like, wow, I miss those things too. And then of course, just the, the companionship that, that one's tough and it, and it's going to continue to be tough, I'm sure. But it's one of those things where as I'm looking at this whole theme of, you know, speaking life, okay, remember to be grateful, be thankful, speak life to those that are still here on this earth with me. So appreciated the the good things and the positive from people. So yeah, that, that was this last weekend and it really just gave me kind of an uplift that I needed and was helped was very helpful. And then the next day we went and walked on the beach and I got to walk out in the water and the water's warm, 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 like bath water, you know, bathtub water warm. And that was kind of cool because of course I'm from the Pacific ocean side of things where even in Southern California, it was warmer than up in Oregon when I was a kid, but still not like this. In fact, my son-in-law mentioned that the first, when he came over for the first time over there, he was like, you got to be kidding. You have cold water here because he'd grown up in the warm years. So was it, that was really nice to be out there and, and be on the water and just relax and, and have a nice time. So moving forward, just talking a little bit about this whole speak life, speak hope. What does that mean? What is What this is stemming from is kind of the idea that our attitude has a lot of influence on our life, the power of our attitude. And the beginning of that is choosing our words very carefully and how we approach things is basically the first step of how your attitude impacts and whether you're speaking life into your life and those around you and your loved ones or not. And basically, according to like in Proverbs, which is for anyone that doesn't know is that when the Old Testament is from King King David's son, Solomon, who was considered at that time to be like the, one of the wisest people in the world. And he wrote a lot of different you know, a lot of different helpful things. And one of the things in Proverbs 18, 20 to 21, basically it says, you'll have to live with the consequences of everything you say. And what you say can either preserve life, give you life, or destroy it, cause death. So you must accept the consequences of your words. And so kind of thinking about how do I live in a way that I am focusing on everything that I'm looking at being more of a speak life rather than speaking death. Now I can say that, boy, it's easier said than done. So what is that kind of talking about? That in spite of what's happening in your life, whether you're having the best year of your life or one of the worst years in your life, the things that you have to say and the attitudes that you have and Choices of your words can either be uplifting 
or not. And so that's one of the things that I'm feeling challenged with. And honestly, stepping away and being able to go get a little bit of relaxation was probably one of my first lessons of, well, when I'm feeling super overloaded, then maybe that needs to be a lesson of maybe it's time to look at, do I need to take a little bit of a break? Now, one of the things that I do regularly that I know for sure does help me is every morning, somewhere in the morning, depending on you know what's going on for the day, I try to to take a time out where I am um, like I, I like to read the Bible, I have some devotionals, have some prayer time. That's very helpful for me. So it gives me that daily inspiration and that daily help that I need to to help make that day a better day. So that is one thing that works, but. Also, I just really saw the, you know, the results of being able to take some time out and and get rested and recharged and so forth. I was looking this up. What does speak life mean? And reviewing some of the stuff and the understanding that things will be okay and that God does not dump us and walk out. Life might feel really, really tough, but ultimately the good will win over the bad. And so focusing on that, even in how a person talks and what you think about and what your focus in your mind is. So going back to what I said earlier, our attitude has a a huge power over our life and the life of those around us. Choosing our words is the first step to attitude but the thoughts that you allow to stay in your brain. Now, you know, thoughts come and go. The, the thoughts that you allow to stay and focus on and then talk about, those are what impact your attitude. And so this is something that I've just, I really felt this weekend like, okay, I need to take this to heart. And so it's made me think about in every conversation even, You know, sometimes there's things going on in your life that you really do need to process. And so it's like, okay, that balance between there's needing to process and not dump, right? So what's what? So going back to this weekend, a big part of our weekend was a lot of different music. You don't go like five and a half hours one way and not have, at least in our car, there's lots of music. And so it was a time of balancing the different types and tastes of music out and taking turns on on different people getting to choose different songs. So it was quite the variety. But when we were coming back, the last part of it, I we had, I put on... Toby Mac, who is a kind of a contemporary Christian hip hop singer, sort of, and so I put his his some of his music on, and he has a song that he does in collaboration with Cheryl Crow, and it's called Promised Land, and it's it's a fun song, and you know, it kind of as I was listening to it, it talks about life and all of the, you know, kind of the surviving whatever the current state is that you're in. And I liked the song. And after, you know, I dropped the kids off and headed home and that song was going through my mind again. And I was kind of bebopping along with it. And 
as I started paying attention to the words, it hit me what those words were saying. And it goes on into, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in life, but you, referring to God, are my promised land. And, you know, there's the whole story of the children of Israel after they come out of Egypt and cross the Red Sea and then go on, you know, they're wandering through the desert and eventually they cross the Jordan. And they, at first, they, you know, the, the goal is they're going to go into what's called Canaan land, into their promised land. And then they send people over ahead of time and they find out that there's a lot of giants in the land and it's going to be hard. And everybody but two of the people that they sent across said, no, it's too much. We can't do this. And they completely gave up on the fact that God could help them with these huge, what seemed like huge, overwhelming issues because of these huge giants. And so then they ended up the way the you know the story goes, if you're familiar with it, they ended up having to live for 40 years in the wilderness on the other side of their promised land because of you know because of the people not believing that God would help them. And so then finally, eventually they got to go into the promised land. There was only two of those initial people that went in that were still alive at that point because you know the God had just said, okay, you didn't believe I can help you, so you aren't going in. And one of the things that has been, you know, some of the times you end up finding your place yourself in a place that you really didn't plan on being. And, you know, I, I have to say for myself that some of the times this Texas in the summer at over 100 degrees for days on end, weeks on end, doesn't seem much like a promised land, you know? And so, and so we've, there's been a lot of discussion in the, in the family as far as, wow, we're here. And it hit me. It doesn't matter. I love the beach. The ocean helps me. It makes me feel grounded. I loved California. It felt like home for as long as I could remember It doesn't matter where I live because that's not what is important. As long as I have God as my promised land, he, this song is saying, God, you living with me, living in me, helping me, you are my promised land. So no matter where I'm at is okay. And so I don't have to be speaking death over why am I here? This is upsetting. Or why am I not there? Or why did this happen? Why did I lose my job? Why did I lose my husband? All of these things that if a person's not careful, you're starting to speak negatively. You start talking to, you know, everybody at, oh, I don't like this. And maybe we should do something different. But we don't have to live like that. We can remember that God can be our promised land no matter what our location is. So really, the promised land is a state of mind as God is my promised land, not my location. So I'm just going to kind of finish this up a little bit faster today as well. I'm going to ask you the same question I'm asking myself. 
ask you to ask yourself, how are you doing with speaking life today? Do you need to focus more on speaking words of life rather than words of death? Do you need to take time out? You know, whether it's getting up a little bit early, maybe you're a late person, staying up a little bit later, finding that time, the carve out time to what, you know, whether you are a Bible reader or or time for, you know, for that whole filling yourself up with positivity and focusing on God is your promised land. Definitely for me, it helps me to fill up on that daily. You know, we'll we'll think, oh, you know, I go to church every day or listen online or, you know, I turn worship music on or whatever it is. And maybe, maybe you have something that's completely different with what you do. But most of us eat every day. I certainly do. I try to go longer without, but, you know, I do. We fill up daily. And so I encourage you to stop and kind of focus on being sure that you fill up daily, but then also that you're focusing on thinking about the words that are coming out of your mouth. But to do that, you need to, we need to think about the thoughts that we're allowing to stay in our mind. So once again, going back to it, the thoughts that we're thinking about, the negative versus positive, the things that are coming out of our mouth, the things that we're feeding to whoever we're talking to, to our downloading with our, you know, friends, family, are those life or are they death? Are we criticizing or are we uplifting? Are we happy? Are we upset? Are we seeing that we have to live a certain place to be happy or can we remember that? God is our promised land and with us no matter where we live. So those are all things that I I thought about this week. I will definitely encourage you if there is some place that you know is your happy place and it helps you physically reset to make it a little bit easier. I encourage that as well because that was certainly helpful this weekend for me to kind of give me that perspective again. But also just really trying to focus on, okay, what can I do to keep myself in more of that thinking and speaking life point of view? So once again, going back to that Proverbs 18, 20 to 21, you will have to live with the consequences of everything you say. What you say can preserve life or destroy it. So you must accept the consequences of your words. So I hope that you have a great day, a great week, and that this will help you kind of reflect on continuing to speak life over you, your family, your life around you. We'll talk later.